When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this Easter weekend edition of The Meta Show. I am Brisker Ball. I am joined by the Space Emperor of the Ages, the Matani. We are back yet again to talk about all the fun things happening in EVE, all the fun things happening in this war that is, I think, now officially the most boring war in the history of EVE Online. <laughs> it's just it's just boring. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's so boring, our, our chat window is broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it broken? Oh, the chat's gone. Great. Yeah, so, I there mean, uh, I, I, th I, I don't know. I am fighting off a, a case of the feels after watching that video. Like, that was the first time I saw that. And, you know, uh, wow. Like, I, I, I felt things. I, I, I got feelings from that. That was... That was something I, I didn't know what that was we were premiering that i had not seen that before wow that seriously video it's amazing too because when brisk told me that we had one that we we're going to be premiering here i thought he was talking about the one that like dropped like two days ago because the the productivity and the singing is just so amazing but uh yeah if uh if i look a little a uh, little misty-eyed at that wow that was oh god makes me miss vegas Makes me miss I know. It, out just, with the guys. It, it does. It does. But I, I got to say, seriously, has been knocking it out of the park every single week. He's had new songs. He had two new songs. This is this is the second new song that's put out. Now he's still working. There's a couple people that are he's going to throw into the uh, to the final video. So that's why it's not up on YouTube. So if you want to watch it again, you're going to have to wait till the show's over and catch the VOD until he gets that stuff in. But I mean, honestly, uh, I don't know what else to say. It's just that. It doesn't get any better than that. That was fantastic. That was a great he keeps video. getting better too. What's amazing about it is that these keep getting better. Each one of these is uh, also just like the the range of them. Anyway, so we, we do have a. Uh, I again, sorry guys. There were feelings involved in that completely. Whenever I experience an emotion that is an I love it, I hate it. Stop wasting my time. I, I sort of have to process that. But we do have a show prepared for you today, uh, and we are going to be getting into that. Uh, do we have, you know, one of the things I think we've been missing out on is that I, I feel like our war update quality has been going down recently, Brisk. Like, I think that you and I, we try our best, but, you know, I, I feel like we've been missing the professional touch. Do you know, are, are we going to get like some some real honest hard news later on in today? Are we going to actually see some real war reporting? We actually have a fairly lengthy, in-depth war update from fountain frank he has asked me to book him more time than usual today thank god because apparently he's discovered some crazy information or query as george did that that's going to put a whole new spin on things uh that are happening in delve and i think you guys will look will, will appreciate it when it gets here that'll be later in the show but i mean i gotta tell you when i saw this and he walked me through it i'm like wow that's legit that's pretty crazy so from one excellent, lawyer to excellent. another, I have to say, I think Vince and I are going to quite enjoy uh, his war <laughs> update today. So, 
I don't know what's going on with the chat window. I've asked our crack team behind the scenes to work on it. Uh, I think we had some issues with Streamlabs last week, and that might have uh, borked the chat. So hopefully, uh, unfortunately, on the VOD, you guys are not going to get to see your comments back, but we will do our best to, to keep an eye on the chat uh, while we're doing this. So we're going to get to the top story, which is obviously War Week 39, I guess it is now. And is this war ever going to do anything? It's just kind of sitting there. So here we go. Top story. Here we are, 39 weeks of war. And what has the biggest war in the history of New Eden devolved itself into? Structure bashes. That's it. All we have seen this entire week and the week prior and the week prior to that have been structure bashes and small-scale skirmishes across the T5Z 1DQ border. That's it. We've seen no significant pushes from either side. And frankly, you're not going to see a significant push other than to clear out regions uh, that Legacy has essentially abandoned from the Imperium because we're defending. The big fight, the 1DQ fight, the one we're all waiting for, not here. Soon. 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 TM. Soon, well, I mean, I, I, I take legacy at their word. They they gave a town hall and they said that, you know, they're going to burn down stuff and delve and they're going to hit 1DQ1. And so we are preparing for that accordingly. Um, but there has been, in terms of updates, shit and delve is burning down. Shit and legacy space is burning down. And we are going to, it's almost like a competitive structure grind at this point. Uh, so let's uh, let's go into that. Let's just dive into the details and show what is blowing up where. All right. So we'll give you a little rundown. So right now, Essentially, the last week or so saw the complete obliteration of every, almost every structure that's left in Impasse. And let me put things in perspective. So Impasse was one of the main crab areas for Legacy prior to the war. When the war started, they had 37 Fortazars, 9 Tataras, 9 Asbels, 9 Sodios, 4, four Astrahus, 22 Retarus, a bunch of other random Athenors, like 75 other random Athenors, and four keep stars. What what do they have left this most boring week? Impasse has four keep stars and two Athenors left. They have lost hundreds of structures. And vast majority of these structures were killed. They were completely not at all fought, uh, fought over. They were not contested. They were uncontested. They were, they were cored, too. I mean, that's one of the things we're going to be seeing later they on. They were, this, and that's an important that, thing we're going to talk about, too. And also, to be fair to our enemies, uh, looking at the chart that was put up there, I think that there are another two keep stars in Delve that are going to die today, most likely, or they might have already died. So, you know, they are blowing up keep stars in Delve outside of the 1DQ1 area. Uh, that has continued. Uh, and we are starting to see Keepstar reinforcements on the legacy side, but we'll, we have yet to see one of those actually go boom. But in many of these regions, there is only that left. Uh, so again, I don't want people to, who are part of our enemies to look at the chart and go, hey, there's another two Why on top of that. Why aren't you talking about that? Exactly. But uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's sort of go so through the charts. So back on here, I mean, so again, so this week so far, the primary uh, fight has been, at least in, on, on the Delve front for the legacy Pappy side, has been, Keeping taking down our keep stars. We've lost three keep stars this week, uh, and then one on last Saturday. So blue was two goons, two TNT keep stars have died during the last week or so. On the legacy side, an impasse, they've lost four Satoyos, two Fortazar. Actually, it's across all of legacy space, which includes Esoteria, Impasse, uh, 
MNC and 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 Faith Avalis, and Isotera, obviously. Four Satoyos, two Fortazaras, four Rotaras, a Tatara, three Astrohuses, 30 Athenors have died. There have been limited border skirmishing. There have been, you know, groups that have come across. They try to shoot some of the jammers in 1DQ yesterday. They come in every once in a while with a fleet or so, a couple of fleets of, of hacks, and it devolves into a back and forth. But in the end, the result is nothing. It's, it's just a, a fat lot of nothing. It's been a, one of, unfortunately, like the, one of the, the, the longest periods between major fights during the whole war. And I think we're kind of on this roller coaster style of a tempo where you have a big fight and then three months of nothing, and then big fights and then three months of nothing. And now we're at the point where there should be another big fight coming because we're at that we're at that three month period. Mm -hmm. But who knows what that's going to be or when they're going to do it. And at least as far as I can tell, public statements that have been made by SNCC coalition leadership is that they're going to clear out everything in Delve before they make the 1DQ push. But they still got, but if that's the case, we've got another month worth of Keepstars. I mean, they got a lot of Keepstars left to kill. Well, they, they could speed up the case. It, you know, I, I don't want to put my fingers on the scales one or the other because, again, it's sort of a competitive structure grind. We're burning down their shit. They're burning down our shit. We have a hard point in 1DQ1 that we've just told everybody on the fireside to gear up and get ready to defend and start, you know, we've been laying in preparations for that. Uh, those are accelerating. Um, but you know, again, like this is all going to come down to that. Like it's going to be, there's going to be a pivotal battle where the thing is going to be decided for real, right? Either they purge one DQ one or they don't. Uh, and the other big point here is going to be, uh, what happens to these legacy homeowner agents, right? One of the things I think is really interesting is I'm looking ahead and I see that brisk has an extremely detailed chart here, which is so detailed that it is already making my simple little mitten brain kind of con <laughs> confused by it. Uh, are, are we going to be able to bring that up and, and I'm, show I'm, them I'm pull it up and let, let me go through this. This is, this is to the point that mittens was making earlier that I wanted to talk about. One of the major differences between the structure bashes that we've seen in Delve and the structure bashes that we've seen in the backfields of legacy space was all of their stuff has been was core. Almost every single major structure, <laughs> yeah, all right. of the stuff that they did, they cored it. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that knowing and, and having written off most of Delve early. Mm -hmm. And I know that there has there was always this talk or this belief, I think, on the Pappy side, we've talked about this before, that we were going to bankrupt ourselves coring all of our stuff. Mm-hmm because we were going to defend everything and the bad guys didn't recognize that we're not that dumb and we have we're sitting on a lot of liquidus now thanks to our war bonds we're not going to go and dump that into structures that we're just going to hand over to the enemy anyway so for the vast majority of the of the structures in, in Delve that are being killed right now they're not core because they were never intended to be defensible a handful of them a handful of keepstars were core because they were useful while we were moving stuff around and, 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 and providing ways to get guys to get their stuff to 1DQ uh, to protect it. But for the most part, they haven't been court. The other sides all were because, as you saw last week when we did this, up to three months ago, they were still telling everybody that they were going to keep all their space. So let me show you, know, you this. 14 regions and everything's going to be just fine. And it is, it is really interesting to me because... I didn't want to believe this. I thought it was too good to be true, right? It would be too ironic, too funny if Legacy had spent all of this time herving barfs about how when cores came, we were going to be giving them cores that they would then use to colonize Delve. And it turned out that because they didn't really take care of their allies and just kept lying to them that everything was going to be fine and you didn't need to worry about anything, Legacy ended up coring 
almost all of their shit and then initiative and bastion all of the imperium offensive forces have just been gobbling these cores up which uh yeah it's a it's it's a fun little irony i like it so let me show you guys this so this is the other thing i think it's part of what was funny is that we have <laughs> we've been funding a lot of the war effort at least the the, the non-goons uh imperium style alliances by taking stuff from the bad guys because they mm -hmm. left a whole bunch of stuff behind so let me show you this sheet here and this is this is interesting since september when the quantum core update has gone through we have killed this chart frightens me <laughs> 3.2 trillion isk worth of bad guys structures that dropped 624.9 billion isk worth of cores that we were able to capture i mean almost over half a trillion isk worth of cores alone were taken out of all of these structures throughout legacy space that we have been hitting for the last, I mean, it's just, it's just absurd. It went, and it's, you can see on here, Test had 40 some Citadel's core, Brave had almost a hundred, you know, uh, Requiem, Eter Eternal Requiem, whatever the hell they are, 52 were done, Warped Intentions, 58. Uh, a lot of these guys, I mean, already, already replaced guys, ARP, 63, they had 418 cores, structures that were cored. Every single one of those cores was was taken by the Imperium and sold. So you guys funded weeks worth of Init and Bastion and Lawn and TNT and everybody else who's been up here doing these fights and goons to a certain extent, SRP, through your cores because you guys cored a bunch of stuff that you didn't have to because you had the hubris to think that you were going to yeah, keep all thanks, of your space guys. when we're going to attack. <laughs> it's sort of appropriate, too, because the alliances that had their space glassed first in Fountain, in the Imperium, right, the guys who took those hits initially, now get a chance to run around and have been just gobbling up cores of legacy stuff and burning it all down. So there's, there's sort of a, a, a nice narrative loop to this. Um, but it is, it is really interesting in general because it, it takes a bit, but these, these regions are falling very quickly. Like impasse has essentially been torched. Now, mind you, there are still keep stars there. We have not reached the point uh, where legacy keep stars are blowing up. Keep stars are blowing up in Delve. Keep stars are getting reinforced in legacy space. We will have to see whether we are able, we are able to actually purge those as well. Uh, but uh, it has been really kind of curious because these little groups are essentially just getting... Uh, shoved into a trash bin and there's really nothing that they can do about it other other than getting told to colonize delve um so yeah we we end up sort of like in the situation where it's like hey here's some charts we can show here's some graphs things blowing up here things blowing up there uh but it is essentially just a, a race of glassing uh and who runs out of shit first before they have to make an attack on a hard point um yeah so uh -huh. things continue so, right so obviously things are going to continue and then, i mean and that's that's kind of the thing when it comes down to it, the fact is the structure bashing part of, the, of, of this war, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. You can't have two groups sitting side by side that have had years to build up their space and not expect that it's going to devolve into this kind of random structure bashing. And on the, on the Dell side, you've got these guys out with their supers and their titans and they're dropping on every keep star and they're, they're running their, their slow ass slogging grind them down campaign that is boring the shit out of their own people as much as it bores us and i don't care what anybody says i have reft so many keep stars i have reft so many structures 
Merkin and Ominate and I have been going out on Merck's stream. If you haven't, by the way, if you haven't followed Rampage Incorporated, go do that uh, after the show. It's great. We have a good time. We do mostly nights when Mind One is not streaming and we go out and we just do structure bashes or gate camps or things like that. It's fun to join us. But the point is, we're out there every night. Guys, we have a fleet of like six people. It's like me and Merck and Nam and, <laughs> and, and, and maybe one of my, maybe Cass from my SDK Corp or maybe Bad West uh, or, or Kappa or some of the guys coming tagging along with us. And we've killed dozens of structures, including ones that were gunned. We had guns last night and we've gone out and killed a bunch of this stuff. And we've had Delta Squad with us. We've had a bunch of the, a bunch of the goon guys come down and help out too. You know, whether Jaden and Jaden for a minute and some other groups, we've had all these guys out. We've just been killing structure after structure after structure. Yes, it's nice to get a kill mill. Yes, it's nice to hang with your bros and do stuff in space, but it's not the most exciting gameplay. And it's definitely not been the most exciting part of this war. For me, the most exciting part of this war was twofold. I think one, obviously the M2 fights were great, but I also loved all the Keepstar destruction and NPC Delve when we were flinging, you know, shit at the wall and killing as much stuff as we could with, with random subcaps. I had a lot of fun doing that too. Those were fun fights. And the best part of those fights is, other than the, the, the M2 massacre where Villy fucked up, everybody else can say that, that both sides had, they, they were able to walk away claiming a victory. And I think in EVE, that's the best kind of fight you want. A game, a, a thing where both sides can walk away with a plausible way of saying that they won. That's fun. We haven't had any of those in a while. Because it's kind of boring, and we're just really sitting here waiting for the big push on 1DQ. Boss, do you think they're really going to wait? They're really going to clear out everything before they come into 1DQ? I am preparing as if they're not. I mean, okay. I and, and I don't really want to go in too much into like the grand strategy side of things on the meta show, uh, but you know, firesides are relatively public. Um, I think that you know, I, I I don't want a good cop bad cop this, and I don't want to like contradict Brisk too much, but I think things are really getting interesting now uh, because we have had an opportunity for people to sort of like take a rest after the whole M2 process. Uh, you know, that took two months uh, after you know. December 30th, January 3rd, two months of hell camp. Uh, we have changed time zones around. We're starting to see a lot of activity in the US time zone on the Imperium. Uh, the pace at which Imperium forces are burning down legacy is something that I want to encourage. Like the more faster, more better, more purgy, more good, right? That's what we want to see. Uh, meanwhile, our stuff is getting hit in Delve, uh, but it is getting to the point of fuck or walk. Now, I could definitely say that the last couple months have not exactly been the most interesting period in the history of EVE Online. However, the fact from a grand strategy perspective, the fact that legacy shit was mostly cored, and that is a wealth transfer at a time where CCP is raising the stakes on everything. Essentially, our enemies are being forced to prepare to attack. I hope that they're going to attack 1DQ1. We are laying in all of our plans, all of our efforts around that, and we want them to storm the gates of 1DQ1 in that constellation at a time which CCP is making everything far more expensive on the way, such that we can bleed them, such that in a post-1DQ1 situation, either because we have won or because we have gotten purged, that it is as costly as possible. I think we're going to win, and I one of the reasons I'm excited about it, and I think we're getting to the, the get-ready-for-attacking-1DQ1 phase of the war. Uh, that's how we are handling it. Um, and if they if they don't attack one to one on a timely fashion, great, right? But that's on them. Like we are preparing as if that is going to be the battle to end all battles, and that is what we are expecting as the next the next major narrative point in this war. Um, 
So I, I think it's actually quite interesting because never have I seen in the history of EVE Online a strategy from our enemies depend entirely upon uh, us giving up, right? Uh, essentially, Legacy has no real plan here. PanFam is going to be fine, I guess, because they can watch Legacy throw themselves into a wood chipper. But the core transfers tells me that uh, it really sort of speaks to a leadership issue, I think, on the Legacy side. Because here's the thing. If you knew that you were not going to be able to defend these regions, uh, and you told people in public that they could have 14 regions and they wouldn't have to give anything up and you know colonize Delve and it's going to be great. Uh, maybe they could lie in public about that, but they could have back-channeled with like brave leadership. They could have back-channeled with other legacy leadership and said, hey guys, right? Like we don't want to say this on a town hall, but word to the wise, don't core all your shit. And it's this fascinating scenario where they just I don't know whether they were lying about it or if they genuinely believed that. Let's let's give them summary judgment. I'm going to assume here that Villy and Piggles genuinely believed that I would say, okay, guys, we can't fight this. We're going to Saarinen or whatever, and that their strategy has depended upon us doing that at some point. And so the coring of these other citadels, uh, the fact that they uh, have essentially just abandoned the legacy home regions. Now, again, if we give up, if we do go to Saarinen or whatever, then you can colonize Delve and it's all well and good. Uh, but I have burned everybody's ships. I have made it such that there is no, we must fight, we will fight because there's no other alternative. Like we have no golden bridge of retreat. It is only fight or die, fuck or walk. So they have to bring it to us. So I think things are getting very interesting from a strategic perspective, certainly from a, a daily basis, looking at charts and hey, like this Citadel blew up here. Hey, they lost a Citio, we lost a Citio. Maybe that's not exciting, but I think that things are getting to a point here soon uh, where we're going to see some really, really hot, hot spaceship action in a time where, most importantly, uh, the cost of everything is going to increase. Uh, so in, in my world, and I could be wrong, uh, in my world that increases the defender's advantage, which is why I'm so eager uh, to uh, turn this thing into a fucking like proper goddamn insane fortress and get ready for uh, it, the ultimate tie-dye fuckfest, which will be the defensive one to Q1. Uh, so I am excited about that. I, I don't think, yeah, sure, reporting on uh, they're blowing up our citadels, we're blowing up their citadels, maybe that's not super exciting, but where it's going strategically up to 1DQ1 and then beyond that, uh, especially as the pace of these legacy regions falling increases, right? Uh, I think another major point is going to be when they start losing keep stars over there, do they pull their forces back to start defending these keep stars that are getting reinforced by our forces? As we run out of shit to burn and steal their cores, then there's nothing left over there besides keep stars. Uh, there's still a bunch of shit in Delve for the enemies to just be chewing through. So at some point, there's going to be a time where there's nothing left to burn on the legacy side. There is nothing left to burn in Delve that is outside of the core 1D1 constellation. You know, we're going to be making attempts to fight and see if we can get them into another M2. Like if they get a, if we catch them on a keep star where they fuck up something with a jammer and we can take an opportunity to skull fuck them like we did with M2, we will absolutely be doing that. Um, but I expect that Pappy is going to be the same cowardly blobbers that they have been this entire time to try to drag it out and to try to take no risks. And that's reasonable because when they did take risks and they were sloppy and they were something besides cowards, we punished them and we destroyed more than 300 of their titans for their trouble. So that's kind of the direction I'm seeing things going in. Um, but yeah, as far as like meta show stuff goes, uh, we have charts. Structures have are charts. blowing up. We have pie charts. We know you guys love pie charts. Look, yes. here is the thing. Uh, I, I, and I say this slightly in jest, because to be bluntly honest, this, this war, I, we say it's the most boring war ever, and I say it's the most boring war ever, because we're in kind of the doldrums right now, and that happens. 
uh, in between these big fights. Like I said, it's a roller coaster. It goes up and down. But we've had nine months of solid content. I got to say thank you to both sides in this, because at least it's, it's been something to do, something to report about, something we can sit around and talk about. You know, And I know that other shows quite enjoy having 65-hour in-depth discussions of the lore of the Triglavs and Pashvin. You know, but that's not our show. And we're here to try to, 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 to talk about NullSec stuff. And if we don't have a lot of NullSec stuff going on outside of the war, it gets kind of boring. And so every once in a while, well, there'll be something that impacts us, that, you know, a little OSEC fights, or, and we'll talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that. But in the end, I want to talk about what's happening in the war, and there's nothing happening. So if you guys could do us a favor, like the news guys a favor, if you could, like, invade 1DQ this week, please, could you hurry up? Because I, I need something for the show next week. I'm just saying, maybe Billy be a pal. <laughs> now I will say, programming-wise, I think we have, we we are are gonna try. I think we're trying to get our quarterly. We have, CCP we have a bunch interview. of like econ stuff here coming up. We here have too. some econ stuff. I mean, I, I can go into the MER stuff if you guys want to. I don't know if you guys are are. are you guys want to hear? You want to talk about the MER? It came out last week. I don't know if you guys give a shit. We'll see what the I chat says. I, I think that we should at least discuss the economy stuff. We don't have to go into like turbo detail because as you guys know, when we discuss too much things, economically speaking, I, I get to be a sleepy it's, mitten it's and get mitten to watch time. my eyes glaze, glaze over. So, uh, but we do have a lot of people that are interested in that. And that is one of the other things about the war is, is that again, for me, I think grand strategy wise, it is exciting because as the cost of everything increases, the defender's advantage increases, uh, especially because we're ahead in the galactic array arms race of titans because we blew up so many of uh, the other guys um all right so, so yeah let, let, let's dive into this there, there are enough people saying Absolutely. they don't want it that that makes me want to do it just to piss them off so here's what we're gonna we're gonna do that so all right all right the monthly economic report for february came out uh i want to say about a week and a half ago and included now listen before river gives me a hard time or caleb starts freaking out let me just say there are still issues with this data we know that there are still issues with this data there are still missing days. There's things that look like it's been double counted. We did get them to at least break down a couple of new graphs for us to look at. But take this with a grain of salt. It's the data we're given, but we know that it has issues. So I'm just going to say that with a caveat. But here we go. This was the February MER. And there's nothing in here that I think is off the charts surprising. But we'll go, well, I'll walk you through it briefly. So total destroyed value by region. Obviously, Delve is where the action is. Uh, close to five trillion esque lost in Delve, and then the rest of it is the typical, you know, fighting that happens constantly uh, in in high sec, uh, mostly ganking and some and some and some wars and those types of things, and people losing stuff, uh, ratting. Uh, next up, we've got total mining value by region. I, this is again, we are back to the bad old days where high sec mining has become the best thing in the game, and I had a long discussion with a couple of players. Uh, who didn't believe me when I tried to explain to them that high-sec mining was where you made ISK and, and EVE right now, because they were 100% positive NullSec still has to... No, it's not. Look, if you look on here, uh, even <laughs> even even the best of of the uh, of, of the NullSec stuff doesn't come anywhere close to the amount of, of, of mining value that you're getting in Metropolis and the Forge uh, and Sync Liaison uh, and, and Lone Trek and those. So that uh, all of these, all of these high sec places. That's where you're going to go if you want to mine. You're going to high sec. In terms of bounties, right now, Veil of the Silent 
is the new Oasa, and that's obvious because that's where Fraternity moved all of their stuff to. Oh, so, <laughs> I see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. They moved all their stuff to Vail. That's now where you're making all your money, uh, and if you guys are waiting for ESS stuff, that's where you want to go is up the Vail of the Silent. Clava Lava 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 Expanse is number two. That's uh, Horde Space, so they're out there making some pretty good money as well. The rest is, is less than, uh, is obviously doing less. So you got production value, no shock. The Forge is number one. But as we have been telling you guys for the entire time, Delve is number two. And I'll tell you right now, that's not legacy building shit in Delve because they don't have the infrastructure in place to do any of that, or at least to do a lot of that. And that so is true. Most of that, uh, that production is happening in the 1DQ Constellation, at least in February it was. So you can see, you know, regardless of whatever claims that we are being sieged that uh, Legacy wants to put out there, we're, we're, we're still building a lot of stuff. So if you look at the imports and exports, obviously Paragon Soul saw a lot of stuff moving out of there. So it's, it's clear that the test guys are moving their stuff through PS to get to Delve uh, and through period basis as well. Uh, all the places where you see high exports and imports, it's basically uh, legacy guys moving their shit around. Uh, that's what, at least, uh, uh, that's my take on this, uh, and I haven't seen anything uh, different. So you see Esoteria, Paragon, Soul, Period, Bases, the top ex import-export regions. There you go. That's all move-offs. Um, this sinks and faucets. We have a bit of a breakout now. We finally got a little bit better data from CCP on the commodity market. They broke out commodities they broke out bounty prizes incursions uh ess oh, payouts God, insurance me. okay all this, this is too much for me <laughs> well i know I, I'm, all right, I'm gonna push through it let me get out of here all right, we're, we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're keep going so anyway one thing i will note and this is important is this month started with 1336 trillion esque in the game it ended with 1332 trillion -esque. that's a net loss a net reduction in the amount of isk in the game you don't see that very often. So I wanted to highlight that. That was kind of a Do big deal. Do you know deal. why 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 is that? Like I mean that that is different. Like I, is I think, that reduction of isk in the game is that because the I think the, it's the sinks are I think increasing? it's a couple I think it's sinks. I think it's people that are uh, that are wealthy that are not logging in. Uh and I think that uh we're not generating the kind of isk that we we're normally generating and they, and then the natural sinks are are catching up finally. So if this were a ship, the bilges, the pumps, the bilge pumps are actually catching up. We're not sinking. Uh, they stopped and, and they made some stuff. So there you go. You got it. You go to the side. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to move maneuver around the chart because the guys in chat were suggesting it, but I'm exactly. not good at that. I, I like. I overshot it in one direction and then the other. Yeah. It, it, I, I can do it because I can autocorrect <laughs> while I'm standing here. So the other thing is you've got. This is a new. This is a new uh, uh, map, and I think it's pretty. This one is, is interesting. You guys might give a shit about this. These are top six commodity faucets. They wanted to put this in here, so that includes. Overseer personal effects, it includes trig stuff, and it includes sleeper components, blue loot for wormholes. Look at that fucking line. The wormhole wait, guys. Wait a second. Yeah. Which one is the wormhole line? That's the worm the blue line is the wormhole line. They these guys are making bank in the wormholes. Oh, wow, and, now, and that's can, really that's really like gone up in uh since the start of the war. Absolutely. I mean, just really since what what did would you say it really took off? I'd say July thereabouts of uh, of twenty twenty. It just got on the up and up and up. Pretty much. And I think uh, you know huh. if you start looking at that that trend line, it's exactly right. It's like this. So 
the blue loot, this is the first time we've seen the amount of, of ISK that the blue loot is generating, at least on a, on a graph like this. So thank you to Larrikin for putting this together. It, it, uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, we do have a question in chat, and I, I don't know when we're going to get into this, but uh, after you finish your thought, what is that that spike on the pink stuff there? Like, what the hell is that? That was, that. so that was Overseer Personal Effects. I guess December, January, everybody started officer ratting or something and got a bunch of stuff. Uh, I have no idea how the hell that happened or if that's an aberration or some kind of goof. Oh, was it events? All right. It was a, an event that's right. Thing. It was I a see, Christmas the event. Winter, winter. That's thing. exactly right. It was gotcha. the winter event that had overseer effects in the loot. Um, so that, that's, that, that was that, that thing. But if you look at it, there was a spike, a couple, like, I guess the beginning of, or the end of last year uh, on trig stuff. And then that got, that kind of went back down. Uh, but right now, I mean, honestly, the blue loot in for, for you know, wormholes is, is kind of crazy. And that's pretty legit. And I got to say, you know, given how few players are actually in wormholes, that's a lot of is per capita that's being generated by these guys. Uh, CCP knows that now. So, sorry. <laughs> All right, next up, sinks and faucets over time. You can see commodity payouts are, are crapping. Um are, are low. The ESS changes have have dropped the bounties down pretty solid. Uh, a trillion esque a month is it looks like what their what uh, bounties are being generated right now, at least according to this thing. Um, and again, this is this is one of those things where we're not one hundred percent sure if it works. And if you look again, another month mining production index off the charts, and there it is again in more detail. I think I think frankly one of the things I'd like to see Larry can do, and I know you guys don't give a shit, uh, but I will. Uh, I, I'll throw this out because um, get that off the screen so you guys can see us again. I think it's I think it would be a good idea for Larrikin and the gang to go in. And I had a long conversation uh, with Riv and a long conversation with Caleb about this. Uh, I think the the consumer price index and the and the and the buckets that they're uh, the commodities that they're tracking need to be adjusted. And I think the secondary price index needs to be adjusted as well because I don't think it, it's really a key. A, a real way of of looking at inflation in a way that makes sense. So I, I think it's probably time for the economic council or whoever is the ones that, that come up with these ideas to to look into that. But again, that's a more detailed chat for a different show because I don't want to bore the shit out of you guys. And I think well, Frank does want to get here soon. So. Half and half here. One of the things I have noticed is like just because I myself, my simple little mitten brain, frags out when we start talking about heavy industry and charts and graphs and things like that. You know, one of the things about the Meta Show audience is that a good half of the people don't give a shit at all about the MER stuff, and the other half is very interested in exactly what this is going to do. So we are going to like, so guys, just because I am a sleepy little bit and, and my simple little brain shorts out, I don't mean that as a disrespect because we absolutely need the ships and we need to pay attention to the economy because it relates directly to the war. So anyway, uh but I think that we need a more exciting war update. I think that uh, I, I feel like Brisk has been grinding so many legacy structures and going out My with kind uh, of fried, Merc to be and Nam, who have uh, were, We've were been you drinking a, a lot. Were, were, yeah, I was about to ask you, were you hungover? Because I know that I know <laughs> no. that Brisk has got a lot of fucking big waves last night. And One of the joys of big waves is, is it's pretty it's pretty easy <laughs> on uh, on on the liver. I got to say, and I don't yeah. I don't tend to get a crate, but my wife bought a bunch of of uh, of hydration hangover cure medicine she's like you need this in case you guys keep going out on these fleets one thing i do want to say the reason why i keep saying i'm having long conversations with people is because they're long conversations if i was having short conversations i would say that i know it's obvious but you know 
For those of you in real Linda, gotta explain it. Uh, do we want to do the war update? Is there, I, I think we, is I think we need a professional. I think you're hungover, and I am. Uh whatever the hell I am, I, I just don't feel as qualified to talk about that. I'm biased, right? We need somebody oh, who's totally objective, biased. who is who is objective compared to, to, to me. We need someone who's more objective than you. You're very objective, but we need we need true objectivity, only the truthiest of truths that we could possibly have to, to liven things up and show people what's really going on in this war. I think it's time. Let's go get Frank. Yes. gentlemen it is i fountain frank i am back it has been a while i think i was on a little bit last week but it's been a while since i got a chance to do the show but i'll tell you part of the reason for that is george and i have been doing some serious serious legal research because i don't know if you know this i know you know, Brisk and Mittens love to talk about how they're fucking lawyers and they're lawyers and all this stuff. And they're cool because they went to law school and they got law degrees. And <laughs> Brisk has a law license and he can do all this stuff. Guess what, motherfuckers? I'm a lawyer, too. Oh, shit. And George, George is, he is a certified paralegal. We have side gigs just like these guys. You want proof? I'll show you proof. There's my fucking diploma. I am a graduate of the prestigious Rubal School of College <laughs> Law School of Texas Bird Space Law. You can see, to all persons be it known that F. Fountain Franklin Thorpe Esquire, that is my full name, by the way, has a JD. And if you don't, and if you think you're not sure, you're not sure, let me show you. Here, here's proof, guess what? There's George's completion certificate. April 20th, obviously, is when he graduated from the very prestigious Rubal School of College. That's it. So, now, I'm a lawyer and George is my paralegal. And I was asking him, I said, George, we were talking about this last week. I need you to go back through and look through the Texas Bird Law Space Archives and find out if there's anything related to the war that we have missed, that we have not talked about, and Son of a bitch, did he find something. It's unbelievable how good a paralegal this monkey is, okay? So he found, he found, and I will go through it with you because this is a little, it's, it's a little esoteric, but I'll make it easy to understand, okay? Back on CSM2, Vuk Lau, who was the chairman of the CSM, got put into... The New Eden General Laws, a special codified provision for Delve. And I'm going to show it to you what this does. 
because this shit is crazy, okay? Texas bird law is not a joke, all right? Here it is. New Eden codified general laws. The whole point of the CSM is to make sure that this shit's up to date, so that's why they do it. Real personal property, title real property, general provisions, special Dell Property Protection and Liability Act of YC 110. Okay, now let me read this. Notwithstanding any other provision of law, the owner and controller of systems within the region of Delve, currently under the control of Band of Brothers, this was like, you know, a while ago, it's been a while, shall in perpetuity, that means forever, defend by counsel or via combat, indemnify, hold harmless, and accept full unqualified responsibility for all deployable structures and objects whether permanent or transitory, including but not limited to player-owned star bases, customs offices, and or any other anchorable space objects that may be created by the Empires or the Uphold Corporation. How did they know that this was going to happen? These guys were like, I mean, was this an NDA leak or foresight, something? Foresight, foresight, very right? long-range planning. Uh, Any time could be created in the future, especially, and this is a legal term, guys, Super big honking space station citadel thingies that can hold an infinite number of titans and or super caps and may also have cool logos on them. Okay, so what does this say? It says that whoever controls region, the space in Delve has to control all of the stuff and is responsible for all the stuff. For the purposes of this section, all structures of the aforementioned type shall be considered wards of the sovereignty holder who shall stand in loco parentis for said structures, and if structures are destroyed or otherwise improperly touched, fondled, molested, looked at askance, or otherwise made to be placed in imminent fear of an unwanted touching, said sovereignty holder shall be liable to pay a fine equal to triple the value oh, of said damages. structure to the Council of Stellar Management, provided that no member of the Council of Stellar Management who is an active leader or member of any sovereignty holder found liable under this act shall be entitled to receive any portion of the aforementioned fine, nor shall counselors whose names do not begin with the letters B, I, or M, nor shall counselors who reside in Empire Space or that utter shithole, another legal term, that is LOSEC, share in the proceeds of said fines. Guys, this is fucking huge. Do you know what this is? You know what this means? All the stuff they're blowing up in Delve, they gotta pay brisk money. And Nam and Merck and the rest of the CSM that have names that start with B-I-N-M and there's only other one person, but he's except because he's an ISEC, like Azariah. And Maria Taylor, but he's part of the other group. So you know, maybe Maria gets a piece of it too. Here is the thing, okay? The amount of stuff they've killed in Delve is crazy. Let me look, let me show you. Here we go. Boom. Look at this. They killed all these keep stars in Delve. They were responsible for these keep stars and they blew them up. The space law, Texas space bird law does not lie. They have killed 2.8 trillion isk worth of keep stars alone and they got to pay three times that to the CSM for doing it. These guys fucked up. This is the absolute biggest liability case in the history of Texas bird law, and George found it. George found it. Can you believe this, people? It is unfucking believable to me that these guys, they have they didn't know the law. They blew up their own blew up our stuff in their space that they were supposed to protect. You're the landlord, guys. 
all these systems have test iHubs and nc.iHubs and PL iHubs and, and TCUs and stuff. How dare you? How dare you let that stuff die? You had a responsibility. You had a fiduciary responsibility. And I don't even know what that word means, but I'm going to say it again. You had a fiduciary responsibility to not let that stuff die, and you did it. You owe Brisk and Nam and Merck a lot of money. I'm just saying. And they're probably going to come get it. And it's probably going to all get spent on Big Wave. I'm not lying. So that's it. That's all I got for this week. I think that's pretty huge. And I think George, obviously, you know, he stands because he was the lawyer that found it. And not me too. I guess I get like a third, I think. Isn't that what the uh, lawyers I mean, work I, I, I believe I get like all of third, this right? because the paralegals do all the real work anyway. So, right. so you know, you get it, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can get a banana or something out of this. Anyway, it's cool. So, all right, that's it. I'm out. Fountain Frank out. We'll be back to uh, hopefully next week. We'll find some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, and maybe there will be even another big war update. But I'll tell you right now, I don't know how much how much bigger we can get than like six trillion s worth of stuff that gets that, that the CSN treble damages, get. baby. Hell yeah. Exactly right. You don't want you don't <laughs> want to fuck with treble damages. All right, I'm out. These buttons are really small. They are small buttons. I just sort of like look around awkwardly when he's changing sometimes. I think he was supposed to press a button, but as far as I can tell, I'm still on the screen. So I'm not sure whether there's like a transition period or if I should just sort of, you know, stare into the camera. <laughs> I, I think he did the uh, the show equivalent of jumping instead of bridging. Uh, so yeah, actually we've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, let's go ahead and- I'm back, we're here, uh, we're good. Oh, oh, I see. Right I here. see. Don't here we worry. go. Excellent. I could awkwardly sing. I think that was a terrible. great uh, Frank X. I, uh, <laughs> I got to give him credit for all that legal work. I didn't know he had it in him. I had no idea that he was a lawyer either. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, you know, he's obviously relying on his paralegal to do all the work. That's how that's how it actually works. So, you know, but that's, that's um, real life. So there you go. Exactly. Okay. Um, also, another thing is I, I hear it from someone in chat who is presumably on the Pappy side that I am faking my way laughing at everything that Fountain Freak says. Yes, there's a, a very... Yeah, I, I'm so totally am I, by the way. I think he's the most horrendously unfunny son of a bitch on the planet. But I have to fake it too. So. Oh my God. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Um, we, let's see, I think that's basically it. Like in terms of news, we could talk about CCP stuff because there's, you know, ooh, scarcity, ooh, but we talked about that a lot last time. So I'm not really well, sure. Got, look, we've got, I'd say five or six minutes left in the show. We can we, take questions from chat. I mean, that's what I was going to suggest. We, we, haven't had a we haven't really had a chance since that one show we did a couple months ago uh, to get questions from chat. So if you guys right. want questions, ask us. We're going to go will say subscribers. This, you have not said your catchphrase, this, the show yet. Well, I, it, it's kind of hard to scream, eat my ass at, uh, at puppies when, you know, it's, I mean, I, I haven't been provoked enough. Like nobody has actually really done anything uh, that deserves it yet, but I, I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, well, let me take a look at what we got here. We are, we also, while we were doing this, Mr. V ran off and like blew up a bunch of uh, dreadnoughts for, from that. There's oh, I forgot there thing. was another thing we can do. I'll, I'll do it briefly. So one of the, I have to say, the war is boring, but I will say this. 
The one meme that I like that's come out on the Pappy side recently was the whole the Beacon Provides thing. Like they they've been they've been laughing at how stupid Imperium and, members and are. It has a beacon too. Right, that we keep that we keep jumping to this beacon. There was, there was a double jump freighter kill. That's what I'm gonna talk about. That's that it. Yeah, so, exactly. But guess what? We're not the only ones that don't realize that you should maybe jump to the guy on your watch list rather than jumping, you know, to to random bait beacons anywhere. And this morning <laughs> in it caught these guys, caught two jump freighters on a beacon in Utah Q, which is they're uh, the current staging, and I'll, I'll throw it up on the screen here if I can find my utility. There it is. Boom, we got one arc right here that gets blown up. 10 bill right there. Dark shines, top damage. Gotta love it. And then, boom, number two, same guy jumped at the exact same time. It's the same guy, obviously. It's one dude. This guy was so f pissed off, so angry, that he's like, fuck this game, I'm done in, in local. I, I, he, he claims that he clicked to the GE Tech beacon, not not the one that was there, and 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 he was he had a sign up with GE Tech. It's not that's what I was jumping to. I don't know. But anyway, the beacon provides for us as much as it provides for you guys. So congrats to my in it boys for uh, for the two random uh, jump freighter kills this morning because that shit's just funny. And I gotta say, I, I love the beacon provides memes. I think they're 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 hilarious. Uh, and we gotta keep doing that. So I'm going to blast through some of these questions real quick. So we do have a few questions. I'm going to start up here. Uh, so rapid fire mode here. Uh, question from Sir Hanblix, uh, which was, what about the statement last week? He's referring to what Ken Feld said uh, last week on the show about how the Imperium has never fought an adversary with industrial capacity or a big wallet. Was that the stupidest thing ever offered on the show? So my official comment on that is, I guess, I don't know. I, I thought I had a bigger <laughs> burp in there. It was one of those things where... Um, yeah, you know, there was this casino war thing. There was also the Great War. There was most of our history. Uh, but it is that was a very interesting comment to me because it was like, okay, if they think that we've never fought anybody that has their own production capacity or their own ISK, uh, I just didn't really know what to do with it, but apparently it was a really big own. Uh, so whatever, congratulations. If they want to believe that, that's great. Uh, next question. Uh, do we expect CCP to do anything with regards to the server with regards to the 1DQ1 fight? Uh, we expect them to put their best everything on it. And if they don't and it goes sideways, uh, that's a bad look for CCP. So obviously we are hoping for, uh, but you know, they are limited by the capacity of reality, right? There are only so many bits and boops and whiz gigs that you can send flying through the tubes of the interwebs uh, and have it work in a given system. Uh, so we will hope that the server weather works uh, and we do expect them to put it on a, a turbo node or whatever it is. Uh, another question is, can we get a lol at Ichi who is feeding fleets to us after his defection? Uh, so for people who don't know about this, if you're in the Imperium, you're aware, uh, this guy I'm pretty sure was a test spy or a horde spy and I think he flipped over to test or to horde, I forget what it was, uh, but he was a very bad fleet commander in Australian time zone and when he flipped sides, it was like, okay, great. And now he's feeding Mr. V in European Gunian. So high fives all around, <laughs> everybody wins. Uh, that was that was sort of a relief because I wasn't really sure how we were going to be removing this guy that we thought was a spy as a fleet commander in that time zone because he was very loud and active. But he was loud and active in crashing fleets into trees, and it now seems that he has gone and revealed his true colors uh, that he is crashing fleets into trees for our enemies and crashing. So is he really a spy? Then? Trees. Is he really yeah, a spy? It's then? complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it, it, it's like okay. Um, a couple of these other things. Uh, well, let me, uh, let me have, get. There's a couple of things I wanted one, to jump in here it. with too. First of all. Mm -hmm. uh one am i still high on the red dot absolutely but i got more in the tank for you guys so can't we'll keep watching we got more stuff coming for you two i want to let all my friends in brave and assorted legacy coalition 
uh, members that are now living in Quirius, I want to let you guys know. Quirius is completely safe. There is nothing that's going to happen to you if you decide you want to super rat or take your rock walls out or mine in really expensive ships. So I please, please, by all means, do that. Nothing bad could happen. Uh, trust me, I, I'm Brisk Rubal. I am the most trustworthy name in EVE. Go ahead, please. It's, it's, it's a great idea. Don't, don't, don't hesitate. Take those supers and undock them. I, I, trust me, you'll be all right. So other questions here, uh, Malice's video, what happened to the judge? I don't know. That's the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, apparently he biomassed his character recently. Uh, can't uh, did he that. really? I didn't know. I don't know. Somebody's saying in chat that that happened, so we can That's look that crazy. up. That's uh, crazy. Let's see. Uh, I... Or why is Delta Squad the best squad? Well, in addition to Delta being uh, some of the most effective wielders of the Holy Tornado in the Imperium, uh, we also, uh, I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you why Delta Squad is the best squad because I will never reveal the Delta Squad secret. All right. Uh, I think that's basically it. Do we have uh, the other Seriously video? We have not played the other Seriously video, the one that was released. I want to do that on the outro at some point. We can't do that in like two minutes to the end of the show. It, it is, so Brisk is hungover. We've got structure stuff. We tried to get a couple guests for you guys today, but they all had other engagements. We invited Sister Bliss on the show. We're trying to get uh, the newly minted CCP Swift slash Elise Randolph on the show. Uh, Brisk is hungover. Uh, I haven't done my hair. People, I don't know why I keep getting questions about my chest hair. Like what's, what shaver do you use on your chest hair? I've never shaved my chest hair. That might be why it looks the way that it does. I don't know. That's, it's interesting doing a, a Twitch stream because people will say things and ask you things and you're just kind of like, am I supposed to shave my chest hair? Like, is that, is that, I'm, I'm confused. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I got. I think, uh, I think that's it next week. Hopefully uh, we can get some guests on. Uh, there's also some things that are happening in low sec that we might be touching on next week because there has been more as the war in null sec has been in the structure grinding phase. Or I guess if you look at, uh, if you look at FRT's territory, the war has not really been a thing and it's just all PVE crab, crab, crab. Uh, then uh, there is some conflicts that are happening in low sec. I don't know how interested you guys will be in those, but we will probably touch on those next week. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got. What else do we have? Is that it? Can we play that's, us that's off? That's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I think I can play this song. We'll see if I can make it work. If I can't, all then right. we'll figure it out. But uh, we're going to go ahead and, and sign off for this week. Thank you all for watching. This has been the Meta Show for April the 3rd, 2021, mm -hmm. Easter weekend. I'm Bruce Ball. I'm joined by the Matani. Hope you had a good time. Thanks for Frank, Frank stopping by. Uh, I'm excited to see what he brings up next, and let's see if we can get this video going. You stay classy, New Eden. Thanks for watching. Ooh, new.